let's do this. Fun. Oh okay. man, thanks again. I'm, I'm having Are so you much kidding? Fun. I'm, really I'm excited. super excited. This is cool. Okay. I'm I'm geeking out. Okay. Are you? Okay. Well, I can't yeah, wait to hear you geek bit. out. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Ruminations from the Red Room. Uh, today's guest definitely qualifies for what you might refer to as a very special guest appearance. I've known today's guest since what feels like the dawn of time, but is really probably just since the beginning of um, who I became, who I now identify as as a human being. Um, I've, I've known this person for most of my life, during the early formative years of my life, and uh, she's a scholar, a musician, a professional, a mother, um, and certainly one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Um, we've known each other for a, a great many years, and we're lucky to have her here today so that we can talk about things like um, hair metal bands of the 80s and 90s, and metal, and music, <laughs> and what it meant to us growing up. Um, she exudes kindness and strength, and she still rocks out with the best of them. So here from California, um, she's a transplant from Hawaii, we have with us tonight... Nikki Byrne. Ooh, what an intro. Thank you so much for having me. It's cool. I've known you for like an epoch. We can we can talk about it. Is I'm it a not... full blown epoch? I mean, straight epoch, huh? up. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. <laughs> well, when when you when you look the way you do, you're definitely not ashamed because you're definitely Oof. like, you know, <laughs> representing well a lot better than those Aww. of us, some of the others uh, us out here. But well done. Honestly, that's because, I mean, let's be real. I looked like eight years old until I was like probably 27 or something. <laughs> I, I don't know what the problem was there, but it well, just happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's working for you. So Thanks. it's all that clean California living. Huh? No complaints. No complaints. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but I would love the tips and tricks. Like maybe at some later date, you gave me a regimen that I could follow. Oh, it, it really, honestly, it's very loose. Very loose. <laughs> I promise. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. And what's great is is even though that we go pretty far back and time travels on and people come and go, and I, I'm going to put this out there right off the bat, right on the top, we get back on the phone, we chat, and I, I feel like really it's not much time has passed. And I, I feel like I can always just talk to you and I feel very easy. Um, like, I don't know what it is. I love it. You know what it is? I'm going to tell you. Okay. It's just life. It, not to get all kooky. Hey, but we can get life, as kooky as we want. All right, right on. So life is kind of magical like that. If you're, you know, one of those people that's open to it, I feel like when you have, there are certain people that you can honestly pick up the phone with and it's like literally no time has passed. And I, mm -hmm. um, being the person that I am, I mean... I can get along with a great, I can get along with everybody pretty much, pretty mm -hmm. much. I can get along with everybody, but so I have a lot of acquaintances, but honestly I have very few like hardcore friends, people that I would consider a friend. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, I'm everybody's friend, but only a select few I would consider like a true, true friend that I can actually be myself mm -hmm. and not, not worry about it, you know? And you're definitely one of those people. It's funny. I, I won't say any other names, but with um, the initials JF that you also know from, you know, junior high and even before me, I think um, she's one of those people. It's really a trip. We can, we can get on the phone after seriously five years and it's literally like no time has passed. So wow. 
That's well, yeah. I, I feel very honored. Thank you very much. That means a lot to me because it's nothing sucks more than me. Like, oh, this is my dear friend. I just love them to death. And they're like, yeah. They're like, who are you? You're what? all right. Yeah. How do I know you? <laughs> what was your name again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, wow. So that's really cool because uh, one thing I definitely envy of you is that you stayed in Hawaii. I guess we should probably backtrack a little bit and do like um, meetings first. Yeah. Just real quick sure. and cover it. Um, what? When did you... Well, this is Maui, Hawaii, circa uh-huh. what nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety, barely nineteen ninety. Okay. So okay. it was like, <clears throat> I'll I'll give it to you from my angle, obviously, because sure, you know, it's just my perspective here. But um, so you know, I grew up and uh, moved around quite a bit as a kid. Um, by the time I moved to Hawaii, when I started Lokilani, Lokilani, um, shout out to Lokilani in eighth grade. Okay. <laughs> when I started my eighth grade year in Lokilani, that was the seventh school that I had started as a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been to Hawaii once before, only like right before, like literally maybe, I don't know, six months before we actually moved there. We went to the big island as a vacation, just mm-hmm. My parents um, always liked Hawaii, my mom especially, <clears throat> and this is embarrassing. It makes me sound ignorant to say because I, I was 11 at the time, you know, Okay. and when my parents said, you know, we were moving to Hawaii, um, it was kind of like, okay, are we going to be living in a grass hut? <laughs> like, I mean, that's what Bugs Bunny cartoons showed, you know, like sure. literally sounds super ignorant, right? But that's what I, I, I just didn't know what to expect. I didn't know until we actually. Call an 11-year-old kid ignorant, though. Come on. Well, but, you know, I mean, I just was like, okay, or how, how does this? Will we eat coconuts? I don't know. <laughs> and, it you know, because I don't know. But anyway, so, um, of course, you know, it's 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 beautiful there. Yes. Um, but especially at that time in my life, you know, right before turning 12, And saying these ages, I mean, it's laughable. It sounds infantile because (laughs) what does anybody know at the age of 12, right? (laughs) I mean, what does anybody know? But myself, um, just from moving around so much as a kid and um, it's hard when you're going from school to school because being a kid is tough and mm-hmm. um, it's hard being the new kid. And so Were you obviously, aware of it as it was happening? Did you feel that even at the time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I look back um, on my life and I think, wow, you know, like I didn't live, I didn't grow up in a <clears throat> super stable environment where I, I lived in the same place from, you know, birth until high school or whatever, or just mm-hmm. moved once or twice or whatever. I was always the new kid pretty much every school year. So <clears throat> getting, getting used to that, it, it, you're more concerned socially. You're not concerned about, you know, every school that I went to, we were talking about different stuff. It wasn't like my grades were great. I'm, I'm actually surprised that I passed because it was <laughs> like going from school to school. You're just kind of, you know, barely paying attention to that because you're more cons- it's more self-conscious and conspicuous about being the new kid right? yes yeah. very and trying to find you know just make new friends and and things like that and honestly that's why I feel like I'm one of those people that I can I can find a common ground and you know get to know somebody and, and at least make some kind of a connection there to be you know friendly with pretty much anybody so maybe that skill um, so started early good. on is what you're saying yeah that that's okay adaptive exactly. sure sure but right before moving to hawaii we moved to southern california and it was you know at a very formative time in my life and i had just fallen in with like this 
group of like, it's like I say, it's hilarious to me to even say it now because I, <laughs> you know, I picture these people and in my seventh grade mind, they were so cool and so grown up looking. It's like, I see, a, I see a seventh grader now and I'm like, seriously, what are you like? You're five. I don't, it, it makes no sense. But at the time I, yeah. I had just become friends with these, these people that were like, kind of crusty gutter pongs and sure. metal metal heads and then um throw it sprinkled in a couple goth chicks you know just this group of misfits at this you know at my seventh grade junior mm -hmm. high and I felt like I had finally kind of found my people and then my parents announced that we were moving to Hawaii which seemed so just you know far away and like a totally different planet and yeah. and it was in many ways but um anyway so fast forward to moving there and uh, left all your peeps. Yeah. But, I mean, peeps. But, but at the time, remember, you know, I had just kind of fallen in with, it, it was only sure. like a year, but still it was at a time in my life where I felt like I was forming an identity of sorts, you know? So that was hard to be kind of ripped away from that um, in my preteen years. But sure. anyway, but then, uh, yeah, my very first <laughs> my very first day at Lokilani. Um, and oh boy, it, it's tough because, you know, I, I just remember being, you know, once again, being the new kid and kind of walking around, um, during the first recess or whatever break, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. And I walked past a group of these girls that were all totally beautiful and popular looking, you know, for sure. And intimidating to somebody like me. <laughs> and I'll never forget that, you know, one of them said, you know, Hey, if you want to be cool, are you kidding? Her I'm not kidding. Those no, no. actual words. These, these actual words, I'm not kidding. Okay. This is not an exaggeration. I would never lie about this. Um, if you want to be cool, come hang out with us. <laughs> and I was so like, not, um, this, it was not an, an insult on my part or anything. It was totally sure. insecurity, like on my part where I was like, I, I don't even know what to do, but to keep walking. Cause I'm completely brand new here. Everything is so different people, you know, people talking and pigeon and I wasn't understanding, oh, yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Like yeah. I, I, exactly. I mean, it was just, it was a totally different experience. And, and one, I have to say, like, I got to say, I'm, I'm super stoked that I had the experience. Don't get me wrong. I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, it was a great learning, you know, everything I'd let, I don't get me wrong about it. It's and you just still go that, back. You still have some family there, right? And you still I go back all my family there. Yeah, all yeah. my immediate family still lives there. So yeah. I'm the only one that, you know, moved away and stayed away. But, <clears throat> but anyway, it was just such a trip because it was like, yeah, I walked past this group and they were like, yeah, if you want to be cool, hang out, come hang out with us. And I just kind of was like, oh, and just kind of <laughs> kept walking. It sounds and like Mean like, Girls or something. It sounds like it really doesn't sound real, but it happens. Yeah, it, but it happened. It, I mean, <laughs> right? Like, what a trip. But anyway, so at the very, I'll just never forget at the very end of my very first day there, I saw you standing in front of a portable out in the front near the front of the school on my way, you know, to walk to wait for my bus. 
and you were wearing, I swear it was a Ride the Lightning shirt. I swear, because or it was either that or a Master of Puppets shirt. I mean, it had to have been one of the two, or it, I don't know if you... I, I think I'm going to go with Ride the Lightning. I think that's probably I, I'm accurate. pretty sure yeah. it was a Ride the Lightning shirt. I, I felt like my, my memory was maybe playing tricks on me because, you know, the fact that you guys were so rad that you played, you know, for whom the bell tolls at our uh, talent show in eighth grade when literally nobody on Maui had ever heard such a thing, which is just, just beyond amazing. But anyway, um, and I saw you standing there and you kind of had this, I, I'll never forget the look on your face. That's what it, that's what really stands out to me <laughs> is you kind of had this, like, you just had this kind of like, I, I, it wasn't like a snarl, but it was just kind of like, you know, I am, you know, whatever. It, it wasn't a smile. It was just kind of, I, and I was, I saw you standing there and I thought, oh my gosh, okay, may, maybe I can possibly make a friend here. And it was like, I'll never, ever forget that feeling. Cause it was just, it, it was like, I, you know, here I am in a sea of new people and in, in this completely new place. Mm -hmm. And I saw like, you were just like this, you know, ah, it was, you know, it, it was, and it just made me feel like, okay, I, I can, you know, maybe I can do this. Something familiar, something. Yeah. You know. And, and somebody, somebody that I can maybe relate to, you know, and, and maybe have a friend. Mm -hmm. And at that age, it is so, that's like fundamentally important, you know, to have, to feel like you at least, I mean, I can be a loner too if I need to, but it was just a really, <laughs> really magical thing i i'll never forget it well and neither <laughs> neither did i and neither will i that was uh that was a really and you know i i'm glad that you didn't mention but i will throw it out there for the uh ruminators there who are listening then what i recall and what i think that you've um told me is you said something about my shirt and of course, I, I did. I it, it gave me the nerve. It gave me the nerve yeah. to actually come up and you say remember? something about it. I do. I remember. And I remember you. Oh, man. It's so funny. There's so many things in life you think you will never forget. You uh -huh. will never forget it. You know, you take it for granted that you won't forget it. But then, man, I, I'm old because these things that I, I could remember every specific detail about, mm -hmm. they, you know, I'm starting to lose the they little details. They start to fade a little bit, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of sad, you know, but. I, I, I totally remember saying something about, Hey, nice shirt or something like that. And you said, <laughs> <laughs> you said something and I can't, I can't, do you remember what it was? Do you re I okay, feel like it was something like whatever or, Oh, sure. Or something to that effect. Like Exactly. Yeah. And I don't blame you because I probably looked like just some lamo that was like, Hey, nice shirt, you know, whatever. <laughs> and when re in re in reality, I was like, Oh, please, you know, just, be well, my friend. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> no, so sorry. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You were too cool for me. <laughs> no, not even. Not, and you know what's funny is that that's a that's a kind of an echoed sentiment that that's come up a couple times talking to like old friends and things and people who I met early on. Um, for example, I was I I got on stage and played at my high school when I first started there. And they, there was like some kind of, you know how they have like those silly like up with people bands or whatever. They have those people who tour and play music at high schools and try and tell you, hey, stay off drugs. Um, <laughs> someone did that at our high school. And I, I, I don't even remember this, but apparently I got They asked, does anyone play guitar? And so I, I got up on stage and played and then someone paid me a compliment as I got off stage. And I'm like, sure, whatever. Don't patronize me. Like, that's just I'm like, that was my go to thing. So you're complimenting my shirt. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't believe you. 
And you know what? That's okay because no, it's not like okay. I said, well, <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, it it doesn't say you I know you as a person. Mm-hmm. Like I've I know you as a person now. I yes. mean like that first impression was kind of like, oh, bummer, maybe he won't want to be my friend. Okay, like whatever. <laughs> like that was the very first thing was like, ah, whatever. I I'll I'll work on it. But I, you know, now being adults, that's that's the beauty of making it past maturity yeah. where you can actually look back and go, you know what? That was, you know, that was because that was your defense mechanism. Yeah. It being a kid is hard. Being I, you know, hard. I can look and back and I recognize it. And you have to be on guard. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, but I wish a lot of times I had It was kind of hard times been. back then. <laughs> it was tough times, man. It was yeah. really tough times. <laughs> Yeah, it was a hard time back we were, then. You know, hair metal was going out. Just, we were about to run like straight face first into grunge. It was rough. It was oh, rough, you know? man. What a weird transition. <laughs> but, right? you know, I was and very insecure. I was very insecure, but you were like this I'm very saying. exotic. We all were. Yeah, but like, <laughs> well, the funny thing is, and I think the message to kids out there now would be that uh, no matter how insecure you are, so are they. Exactly. You know, so are yes. they. Yes. Like you exactly. were just exotic beauty from California, thing. you know, Aww. like come to, to town, mm-hmm. which is, again, looking back at it kind of funny because we were living in Hawaii, which is supposed to be exotic. And so here you come. <laughs> and of course, word spreads around like a grade school, like wildfire. They're like, oh, this new, this new girl, she's from California. She's from L.A. And of course, that time, think about like all the biggest bands were coming out of L.A., coming out of California. It's the thing that I love the most. Like, I can't wait one day I'm going to go there. And, and then here you are just like this, this comet shooting into Aww. our tiny little town of uh, Kihei, Hawaii. And we're like, oh, my God, she's from Mecca. She is from the, the golden land of <laughs> the mainland you know, where there's, there's metal and there's rock. And so that represented everything that was scary and desirable at that time. It's like, oh, my God, that is so awesome. So, yeah, definitely, definitely scared me off right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, and probably also, it, you know, because I had strict parents. It wasn't like I was allowed to wear a right lighting <laughs> shirt. You know what I mean? In fact, it was a big deal when my I think my parents, they went to Seattle for something. Mm-hmm. And I begged them and begged them and begged them. This was in 1991 to bring me back a pair of Doc Martens because I had had (laughs) a pair of creepers that I moved to Hawaii with that I coveted. Um, And I had to actually as a punishment one time, I was forced to part with them. So I wasn't. I wasn't like the most cool looking chick when I got there, you know, it wasn't like you recognized me as like a fellow, you know, music lover or anything. I'm sure based on whatever I wore that day, just because that was just the household that I grew up in. But, um, but yeah, I can honestly say I'm not kidding. And, and I don't know that I'm, I don't know that it's like a pride thing, but I I feel like it's just a funny thing because (laughs) I was, I feel like I was the first person, maybe other than a tourist that I never saw or whatever, who wore a pair of Doc Martens on the island of Maui because, and, and I would get so much shit for it. Like, it's not even funny at first, especially like just people, oh, what? you like, go war, you know, like whatever. <laughs> like, 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 oh, it must have been it, really bizarre. Everyone was, wearing sleepers. Yeah, yeah, and it was hotter than hell, I admit. Yeah. I'm wearing Doc Martens and, like, tights and, like, some, you know what I mean? Like, all black. Like, what a kook. Like, you know? But at the same time, it was, you know, that's who I was, and that's what I was all about. Well, so, we were definitely um, the oddball out, like, odd yeah. ones out, like, when it came to, to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. 
I was so sad when you moved. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, and I not to bring, you know, I'm sure it was it was probably difficult for you too, and you're in whatever, but you went on to thrive and. You, you know, I'm sure you rolled everywhere you went, but I'm just saying that I was sad when you left. I was sad. I was know. sad. And then you were talking about um, JF. And I mm-hmm. think about like all the people that you got to continue relationships with as far as like becoming friends with and, and like developing those friendships throughout your, you know, like your high school years, which are, of course, pretty formative as well. Mm-hmm, but um, it's, sure. it's really, really cool. And I kind of envy you that too, because for whatever reason, those couple of years at Lokelani were very formative, were very impactful to me for the rest of my life. And some of those people I have never, ever forgotten. I mean, obviously there's some names that fade into obscurity, yeah, but you know, right. I, I just do envy the fact that you got to go on and, and know those people as human beings, as they developed and became somebody, you know? Like, yeah, I didn't know you guys stayed that close. I know about who you're, I know who you're talking about, but I didn't know you guys remained close throughout. And yeah, still, mm-hmm. absolutely, really cool. it is really cool. And um, you know, sad to say, I haven't actually. I feel, I feel like it's probably been a good year and a half since I've actually been on the phone mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. Um, but she's such a doll. She sent me earrings in a Christmas card oh. this last year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just things like that, where it's like I know if I get on the phone with her. Um, it'll just be like no time has passed, even though it's been like eons, you know. Yeah, yeah. So well, you'll have to give just... her my best, and you can send her a link to this. I will. I, I will definitely. <laughs> I will definitely tell her that she was a guest of honor without even knowing it. Yes, that would be really fun. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I always looked forward to your cards too. I mean, this is back in the day when people wrote letters and like handwritten letters and mm-hmm. things, and I would I would get them from you, and it was always just like this great thing. To see, Aww. like, you know, someone from Hawaii, even remembering you, let alone still caring about you. It was really, really special. So thank you for all those cards. I've, I've never stopped caring about you. I can I tell you. It. My cards may be few and far between, <laughs> except for the holidays these days, but sorry about that. That's okay. You know, I'm just old. Oh, I know. Isn't it funny, though? <laughs> I just had the same conversation with my, my buddy. He's living. He's actually out there in California as well. And we have, like, these ties with people. And we talked about it early on in the episode that... You know, even if you don't speak frequently, somehow when you do get together, you do get that opportunity, you don't feel resentful. Like there are people who, who might contact me now and I'd be like, um, I, why, what? But what? <laughs> there are other people who would call you up and say, hey man, I really need this. And you would drop what you were doing to help those people. Absolutely. You know? and, so, and even if you mm-hmm. hadn't heard from them in a year, two years, uh-huh. so it's really great. So Mm-hmm. It's amazing thing to have those types of uh, ongoing relationships. For sure. For sure. I love it. And, you know, just to touch back on what you said about like those formative years, it's so, and of course, I'm going to totally age myself and date myself by oh, talking about like, oh, back then, remember back then, you know? That's the fun. Come on. Yeah, it is. And on and the fact that I have, you know, like a 21-year-old and an almost 19-year-old in a minute here, I mean, it makes it even funner because I, I see what kids are all about sure. and I hear how they're talking and, <sighs> you know, whatever. But, but it is like so fascinating that it was really different back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, you... There, there was no such thing as the internet. There was no <laughs> such thing as these awesome podcasts. There was no such thing as, you know, just um, like it, it seemed like, you know, your groups of people, cliques, whatever you want to call them, were just, they were very hard boundary. There was not a lot of 
mm. um, crossover, like not to use like a, you know, thrasher no, term, but you know what I mean? <laughs> that's really interesting and a really uh, acute observation though, for you to recognize that, because I think that's one thing that all this communication, all this technology is definitely contributed yes. to the, the blending is really it's something right blurred lines yep. and i mean i in a way i think it's super cool because there mm-hmm. aren't maybe as many kids that feel disenfranchised yes. because back then it was like if you weren't wearing like the the cool guest jeans you were totally not like in the popular you know just you didn't have the right whatever TNC maybe t-shirt Yes, exactly. Like, like if you, you know, if your, your family wasn't as maybe affluent or Mm -hmm. whatever, it was totally obvious because it was either, you know, uh, tough skins or like I say, guests or, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was very obvious. And, and back then it was like, you know, Oh, you're a, you know, you're, you're a loser stoner or you're a nerd or you're a, (laughs) you know, metalhead or you're a punk, you know, or whatever. And, um, or you were like a cool popular kid. Um, and now you can be all of the above and that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting. But, um, um, yeah, but it is funny because, (laughs) you know, it's nothing like watching some, some um i think i was i was watching that uh i don't know if you've had a chance to see it but that murder on the front row um documentary about no. like the thrash scene in um san francisco back in the 80s oh wow no, and it was it. so it's a good one because it, it you know there's um it features a lot about metallica um and slayer and and just you know anthrax all the good oh thrash metal you know bands <laughs> those, those are like then. the first three on my list right here yeah the exactly <laughs> you have to see it it's yeah. really it just came out it just came out i think um at the end of 2019. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just now like becoming available, I think like whatever, but um, anyway, it's just so interesting because back then it was like, literally if anybody showed up to one of those shows with like a Motley Crue shirt on or whatever, <laughs> they'd get pummeled and their shirt would be torn off and like worn as like wristbands as like, yeah. you know, like trophies, you know, and it, and it really said a lot about, how it was back then you were if you didn't like like you, you tried to, it was everybody trying so hard not to be a poser you know yeah, what I mean? you know, like <laughs> it really was that like, word just i you know sometimes i feel like it needs to make a comeback and sometimes i'm glad that it's gone but yeah, right? man, that was such exactly. a thing though like you did not want to be a poser like, uh-uh, oh, I'm telling you, watch that documentary because it's literally all about death to posers. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious because it brings you right back to when it was like, oh yeah, that's how it was. It was hardcore. The lines were drawn. Like oh, you yeah. could not, you could not, you know, there wasn't, you know, you, you really just, um, there was no such thing as being like a, a like a true punk rocker and also liking Green Day or, you yeah, know what I mean? Like uh, it was like, there was no such thing. No, <laughs> you know? like, completely now, off limits. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So before we go anyway. into like like the, the music stuff, because I think that that plays such a pivotal role and it continued to play a role in my life and I think and, and you even pointed out, I mean, basically our introduction is well, thanks to Metallica. Metallica. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um so that was like ninety one, ninety two. Uh we we are in eighth grade. Yeah, it was 1990. 1990? 1990. 1990, yeah. 1990. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you trying to make us sound younger? Uh, No, that was just 1990. It's just crazy for me to look back on that. It is. As we reminisce a little bit, though, let me just ask, were you able to get yourself a beverage 
Oh, I, I have several beverages in front of me. Oh, it's yeah. several even. I, I do, that. yeah. No, you, really no, do I mean... be- you really do belong <laughs> on ruminations. You really do. If you have several beverages. I have an assortment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and see, that's something that we missed out on too is is that. And, and um, so throughout high school, we stayed in contact a little bit um, here and there. And then when you moved to California, I got to see you again. Like you came out to Arizona. I came out to California with my then girlfriend and yes. hung out with you. And, I, you know, I, I have pictures from that time, but I never got them developed because I was so poor. I didn't have any money to develop film, but it was just ridiculous that time. But somehow, being younger, we still made the time to make that happen. And I just yes, wish that we, we still did. I, I wish that that had happened more often throughout these I years. I do too. Right? I do too. Yeah. And it's going to happen again. I mean, it has to now for sure. <laughs> it's honestly, time just goes by. That's, that's, that's the sucky thing about being an adult is that, you know, I mean, kid being a kid kind of sucks in its own right. Of course it has sure. its wonderful things too, but, um, but being adult it, it is like a totally different deal where you get sucked into these routines and you have to mm-hmm. make money to live. And then before you know it, it's like five years, 10 years is gone by and you're like whoa you know yeah (laughs) when i listen back to this i'm definitely going to take some notes because we can definitely do this again because i have you keep dropping little nuggets of wisdom and gold for like whole separate podcasts like oh this would be a great one we could talk about this for another hour it's great (laughs) so don't get me going no that's the part of the fun so um time flies and whilst you uh, were in California, you've done a number of different things just for our audience. Uh, give us a little background to on some of those. And then I really want to hit some of that music stuff because I think you, of all people, and maybe this is a little bit why I have always felt such a good connection. I think that our conversations on music have always been supreme, like good stuff. And one yes. of the things that keeps us connected uh, because it's important to you, it's important to me. And sometimes when I try and have these conversations with other people, th- there are those people out there that music is just like background noise. That's what mm-hmm. just like they just put it on. So, mm-hmm. um, so give us a little background on that those intervening uh, years. Okay, well, it's really boring. I mean, <laughs> I <laughs> um, the music stuff's going to be way cooler. Well, but um, no, and I I can I'm edit sorry. it out should, if it's, if you bore I, me to tears, we'll just edit it out. That's the beauty. all right, good. <laughs> um, and I don't mean to be self deprecating, and of course, you know, I I feel like I you know I did some awesome stuff. The fact of the matter is, is that you know I had my kids young. And, um, truthfully, like that's, that was all consuming because I really threw myself into that. I really felt that, um, it was important to me to, to invest into putting uh, two good people out into the world, um, since I brought them into it. So, you know, By all I, indications you did. And I just, I know you're, I don't want to interrupt you right there too much, but no, you sent fine. one picture from Hawaii once when you, uh, with your firstborn mm-hmm. and, I had never seen anyone glow or smile the way that you were in those pictures. Oh, thank you. They are beautiful pictures. (laughs) I still have them. So I think that you were already off to a great start. 
Thank you. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, I mean, I, it, it was not something that I set out to do was to do everything ass backwards and have my kids first and then it pursue my education afterwards. But I feel like, um, you know, hey, I'm, I'm doing it. I did it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's definitely more than one way to live a life. And, um, yeah, I, I just when we when I moved to California, basically, you know, I, I <clears throat> had to make things work. Um, and I basically did daycare at home when my kids were little, so I could Mm -hmm. stay home with them. And then I started working nights at Trader Joe's. I did that for many years, which was actually really fun because back then the crew there were, were some pretty (laughs) fun, um, dastardly people that we did all kinds of stuff. And, um, (laughs) I, I invented actually, I'm just, you can edit this out, but I invented this thing called the Trader Joe's luge, um, (laughs) which (laughs) nobody else had the nerve to do. And I don't know how I did because I actually have a pretty high self-preservation mechanism, but, um, we have these little flat carts. I don't know if you've Uh been to a Trader Joe's lately, but it's the stuff that they wheel, you know, those carts they wheel the product out to put up on the shelves and stuff. And we had, um, you know, the back door would open right up to the parking lot mm-hmm. and, um, I would get a running start inside and fly out <laughs> and, and land on it on my belly and do a luge all the way out. And luckily never hit a, you know, pebble that sent me, you know, uh, flying to lose my front teeth or anything. So that was good. But those are some of the things that make me just really adore and just really think that you're, you are so much fun. Entry. The things that you have accomplished and the thing that you, yeah, I think that your story is just really great. And there you are still Thank having you. a blast, but you're really putting so much emphasis on, on you are so concerned about making sure that you raised your kids right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I, I, you know, not to get all boohoo or whatever, yeah. just for one second, I'll say, you know, I, I didn't have the most stable upbringing. Um, I love my family. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, actually growing older, you learn, how to deal with, with a family that's a bit, and, and everybody throws the word dysfunctional around, but it, you know, I, I grew up in an alcoholic household and, and I'm, I'm the mom, I'm everybody's mom. So, sure. <clears throat> you know, but, um, Hey, it gave me practice and I've always been a, a caregiver at heart. I actually had a killer babysitting enterprise that I built on in on Maui mm-hmm. where I would, you know, travel inner island with families um, that oh. were well well to do and would, you know, they were going to golf tournaments and stuff like that. And I'd stay in the fancy condos with the kids. And I've just always had a a motherly heart because I'm the oldest and I have two younger sisters, as you know. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's just kind of a, it wasn't necessarily like I set out to have, have a bunch of kids, but I had my two and, and that was my responsibility and I, I gave it my all and, and, and it sucks because sometimes people do give it their all and you just, everybody has their own personality. You never know if you're going to sure. raise a kid that's going to break your heart by, you know, getting into trouble and Listening doing all kinds of, yeah, but <laughs> Hey, that was therapy for me. <laughs> like I feel like that sure. was good. We'll get into that when we talk about the music, but anyway, and then, so then that, you know, kind of grew into a love 
for um, healthcare. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I went to school to become a nurse. And um, I actually, you know, after waiting and working my butt off through that whole program and finally getting in after a three-year wait yeah, wow. um, and doing doing all kinds of things that I never dreamed of doing, which um, included two years of dissecting cadavers. Um, I am not the kind of person who woke up one day and was like, I'm going to go dissect cadavers. But um, so, but when you get in and I actually got 100 percent, I got to toot my horn a little bit. I got 100 <laughs> percent in human anatomy, which is like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so the teacher basically said, I'm you're you're going into this honors program to dissect cadavers. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I was like, are you sure? Because I don't know if I can handle that. And I remember driving there, you know, the, the first day of it and going, am I really going to be able to handle this? Because I am a very empathetic person. Let me just say, I mean, clear, you know, I obviously care about people and, and uh, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it, but I did and, uh, ended up putting together a photographic atlas for students who couldn't maybe handle dealing with the cadaver directly. So they could look at images because, you know, looking in a textbook is totally different than looking at actual photos. So that was cool. And anyway, but uh, not to go off on that too much, but I worked in hospice and um, and I am currently I have a degree in sociology and I'm currently pursuing a master's degree in um, public health. So that's my that's my deal for right now. I'm you know, I have to have a purpose now that both of my kids are in college themselves. And I, you know, <laughs> so. see, that, see, those are the things I'm saying, just this constant like betterment of yourself trying, and like those around trying. you it's just uh well yeah just just take it okay just, to, just... thank you oh, <laughs> i appreciate so impressive. it you're yeah. sweet <laughs> so yeah that's that's pretty much the summation of it and and um i you know i i'm grateful that um you know to just have the opportunity i i, I have worked in healthcare for mm-hmm. the majority of the last 10 years and and I, I, I definitely want to you know serve underserved patient populations that's mm-hmm. a jam so, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. Just out there doing doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, and I hope so. <laughs> and I have never met them, but from all indications, uh, raised two wonderful, seemingly very brilliant daughters too. That's just again a, a testament to you. Well thank done. You. It's hard to take credit for people that are adults now, but I really sure. do appreciate it <laughs> because well, they could be somewhere. really shitty people, but they are so <laughs> not shitty people. So I, I like to think that I had a hand in that. Well, good for you. <laughs> you know, I was talking to a buddy my, my, the other day and I was like, you know what? I just sometimes feel uh, kind of at the end of my rope, like with all the terrible things that are happening in the world, with the awful people there are out there, with yeah. the things we have to all battle and we have to do it more than just just think about it and express it. There has to be action behind it. And it's like, I, sometimes I feel as though I don't know what to do. And he's like, you know what you could do? He's like, you could have a kid and raise them to be kind. And I was like, Oh, that, that would be something to do. You're right. Good point. So well done for you. Adding two more non shitheads to a world full of dill holes. Good job. Yes, thank you know, you. The good people have to fight back somehow. And that's definitely a big contribution, including they do. Yeah. And you know what? Can, I'm just going to tell you that um, I love that you just said that. And I appreciate it so much because 
I feel like, especially when you, um, are, you know, like I'm not to like use, you know, hippie terms and whatever, but it's like, Oh, for oh man, I'm totally empathetic. And I am, and I, I care, I do truly genuinely care about people. And I do genuinely, genuinely try to put myself in other people's shoes. And only somebody who would do that would say what you just said, which is, you know what? I, 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 I just feel this, you know, because it's, it's simultaneous concern, but rage and, mm -hmm. and everything else that you're just like, what can I do? And it, and it really, it makes me understand completely why people invented superheroes, like this, the concept of it, where you just feel helpless and you wish you could just like, rah, and like turn <laughs> into something, you know, epically amazing and just wipe out all the problems in the world, you know? And um, you know, having a kid, sure, that is kind and, and raising, and, and I'm totally not discounting what your friend said, because that's a beautiful sentiment. But for anybody who chooses not to have kids, or for whatever that, you know, whatever sure. your, whatever that is, um, there, there are definitely ways. And honestly, truly, just being somebody in this world that cares is, is huge, because you will find ways ways that you don't even know ways that you're, you, you're not even conscious of at the time, little seeds that you're planting things that you're doing along the way that are going to make a difference for somebody. That is super hopeful and, and a great thing to say because some of us really, that's all we, we can hope for because we oftentimes feel like we're not making a difference. But if you can exactly. do those little things, those little things, just a one degree turn, one little change mm -hmm. at a time, eventually and just being conscious, mm -hmm. just being conscious oh about it, you know, yes. mm -hmm. you know, because so uh, many people just walk around and they're like, dur, 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 I'm the only <laughs> thing that matters. It's just all about me. You know, it's oh like, if, as long as just being not one of those douchebags is like, you're already a million times better as a person. If I could just count the number of times in a week that I say that, I'm like, dude, could yeah. you just pay attention to other people around you? You're not the only one. Right. It's just not for all like about one you. second. Yeah. If everyone would just take each day. And just do, just take, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes out of their day to just not think just about themselves. Right. Just, How about difference. just notice, notice just what's notice. going on around you. Pay attention. You know, just notice <laughs> that other stuff. Notice what's happening. <laughs> Did you see this right over here? <laughs> yeah. This? Yeah. Yeah. That's a person with feelings. Yeah. Can you think about it for a second? Yeah. yeah. No, you get it. You get it. And so I feel like just being that and, and especially out in the world, because I, not to hijack the, you know, the, the content here, but I just would say that unfortunately the people who don't care as much are, are for whatever reason, they are perfectly comfortable being the loudest ass motherfuckers out there. Right? Pardon my French. Yeah. It's, it's them that you're hearing all the time spouting off with the stupidest shit. And you're like, I, and, and honestly being an intelligent and pragmatic and reasonable person, half the time we're like, you know what? It's not even worth my effort to try to correct you. It's not worth my effort, you know? And that, that is understandable, but it is really fascinating where we've kind of hit a tipping point where no more, you know, people are putting up with just, you know, I mean, we've kind of been listening to certain people just be the loudest people out there for a long time yeah. and people have had enough. And it's fascinating, like I say, because I am a sociology major. So, um, you know, for me, studying societies and, and, and seeing what happens and what kind of, you know, is the final catalyst for things that bring about change, all of this is very fascinating. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I, I just feel like it's, it's just a very interesting thing to be a, a, a person with a heart in this world today. Um, we're not outnumbered, even though it might feel like it sometimes. 
and we're not we're just we're just more um we tend to be we tend to 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 err on the side of caution Mm -hmm. and and we choose our words and situations more wisely than the people who are out there just making a fool of themselves god i hope you're right I, I mean, I cannot tell you how many often I have to I go tell to myself just, that. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm going I'm to try a real like left turn and try to segue because you mentioned superheroes, like you out yeah. there trying to be a superhero. And I'm and I'm you know because I do want to to maybe we'll have another discussion and maybe bring on another guest and talk about uh, the societal impact of what's going on out there right now. But this time, superheroes make it a little bit lighter. My superheroes were rock stars. Yes. When they had something to say, right? Those were always my superheroes. Yeah. Not that I didn't read comics or no, you know, like when I was in seventh grade, I think that's when the Batman with Michael Keaton came out. So I, I had my, my time with the bat and things, but that one, that one was kind of goofy though. That was not, <laughs> oh, okay. well, we've come no, a long way. I liked it though. We did, yeah. I liked it though. Don't get me wrong. I liked it, but it was, it, that one was just like, you look, we'll try to watch it again. And it's like, Oh, oof. Ooh. Oof. <laughs> yeah. but those guys, no. the, the, the rock and the, those, those um, musicians were always my heroes and they, they stood for something. At least the ones that always meant the most to me had something to say. You know, yeah. like like Ozzy or Metallica, these things that I learned. Um, I mean, not that Poison didn't have its place. You know, sometimes you do want nothing but a good time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Hilarious. But other times, yeah, you do want, you know, I mean, obviously, like you said, like the first song I ever played live in front of people was Metallica's For Whom the Bell Tolls. That was the first time you ever played live in front of people? Yeah, that was the first time we ever played live. Oh my gosh! Now that you're saying it, I, I I am vaguely recalling you saying that. But man, you killed it! Then. You really did. <laughs> I can't wait to send you a video of the of the video, and then you'll oh, change your I tune. Thought, please, yes, yes, I have that. Please, and, and you are in the video for like a split second. No way! I can, that yeah. is amazing. <laughs> I don't want to see myself, but I want to see you guys. Oh, you you don't. It's just like this quick this pan the the the, the tape like. It pans across the audience just real quick, and you can just see, uh, like the your hair because you had a very distinctive hairstyle, and it was very. Like, you're like, oh my I god, still that's do. Okay. I still do. It's That's me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that is amazing because you have to remind your audience this is well before smartphones oh, and yeah. where everybody had you know a camera in their pocket. This was something that was uh, who was it? Somebody from the school filming then? No, that was actually. I'm pretty sure it was my folks. Oh, you're full. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How awesome. Yeah. So we've <laughs> That's got that. even better. And the best part is as, as they introduced us, you can hear someone standing right next to whoever's filming. They introduced us and they're called frayed ends. And this lady <laughs> in the audience goes, that's their name. <laughs> oh my gosh. Totally uh, mocks that us. That is so awesome though. Come on. It's so awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if if you weren't pissing off people, then you weren't doing your job right. You did it. Oh, well, it was, that was the beginning of a long career or, of pissing people off. I shouldn't off. say pissing off, but I mean, just, you know, if you aren't making people go, that's their names, you know, then then you didn't pick your name right. But you guys were, it was it was just so awesome. And I, I just to say really quick, I, I love that. I mean, everybody goes their separate ways. Life happens. Sure. I totally get it. And, you know, I, I, 
I do try to stay in contact and be friends with pretty much anybody who was meaningful to me, but things happen and not everybody has social media and not everybody, you know, is, Mm -hmm. is open to that or for whatever reason, but you are, you know, one of my oldest, dearest friends. And I I don't want to be like, you know, just trying to jump on the coattails of what you said when you were talking about our friendship in the beginning, but it's so meaningful to me that we're having this conversation (laughs) now because, you know, the older you get, I mean, like I say, come on, when we were, when we were that age and when, when you're 20, whatever you look, when somebody says they're 42 or 43, they sound a hundred, might as well be a hundred. You know what I mean? Totally. And so being that age now, it's like, whoa, what a trip. I mean, this is what every 40 year old feels like then where it's just like, I'm not even that old, you know, know. but everybody looks at you like you're like old, you know, (laughs) it's such a weird thing. But anyway, it's just very, I'm, I'm just so grateful to you and, you know, and, and our friendship for sure. Well, I think that that, that will be long lasting because it is Something about oh. it, something about that, and and those 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 times and things just is pretty. Uh, it's worth holding on to. And people who knew you For when you sure. were youngest, and people who knew you when you were young, people who knew you and have known you the longest, become more and more valuable as time goes on. I think. So Absolutely. I will always like mean, that'll mean a lot to me because who else will I look back on and think about how much you liked Skid Row and how incredibly jealous of Sebastian <laughs> Bach I was. Oh my God, hilarious. <laughs> and isn't it so funny? Because like, you know, if somebody asked me, you know, back, I don't know, 25 years ago, like, okay, who were your, you know, who are your like fundamental like bands sure. that you, whatever. And it would have been t- those, those at the time, because of your mindset as an adolescent are just like, these are carved in stone. They will never move. They're immovable, yeah. you know, like, Eternal. And, and, yeah, totally. And then it's like, you know, as time goes on, you're like, oh, yeah, I used to like those guys. And then they got kind of like, you know, they're kind of lame or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, but I mean, at, it's, still doesn't change the fact that they they'll always hold this place in your heart you know as being these amazing um just kind of you know for instance in my case like the first I think the very first time so so my parents were super into music when I was growing up Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I have to give them props because you know, my, my parents, I, I was exposed to music at a very young age because my parents had me young and they were super partiers and they always loved music. And my dad had a killer, you know, vinyl, um, collection at the time with all the classic greats, you know, of course. And, and, but they were also into what was considered, you know, quote unquote, modern rock at the time. So they were into, you know, the talking heads and I don't know if they were calling the B-52s alternative at the time yet, but my mom, that's my mom's favorite band to this day, you know, but, um, you know, but they liked, they really, really liked the band X, which was in the Los Angeles, you know, Los Angeles punk rock band. And we, I grew up with a, an X album signed by them, um, and dedicated to my little sister, Allison, who was, my mom was pregnant with at the time that they signed the album. And it says to Allison, our youngest band. (laughs) So, 
my parents, you know, I, I, I grew up in a very, you know, musical household. My Mm -hmm. dad played the flute, played the saxophone. And then I started playing, he got me playing the flute in second grade. And that was before, um, they even allowed kids to play in band. You had to be in fourth grade. And I, I was still living in California at the time before I moved to Hawaii. And he, um, fought the school board or fought, you know, fought somebody at the school to get me, in band in second grade with all these other older kids. And for you and I, I feel like that is huge in terms of the fact that we were both, we both played an instrument Mm -hmm. and that's why music really spoke to us in the way it did. I mean, one of the reasons why there's many reasons, because for me, music, music, especially, but also books were my drug. Like Mm -hmm. I dove into music and dove into books as an escape from the things that made me unhappy as a kid or whatever. You were one of the first people I knew who I still liked, and that's because I was a a young uh, jerk and didn't identify with nerds yet and didn't recognize the value in nerds, but you were one of the first people that I liked who had a book with her all the time. It seems like you always had some book. Really? That's so awesome that you remember that. It was was also another one of those reasons why it was intimidating. I was like, oh, my God. She's so smart. Oh, (laughs) are you kidding? If you could even know, like, what was going on in my head. I was just any other kid at the time trying to navigate the world. And, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, believe me, I I have friends like that, too. I mean, you included because you were so such a you were such a hessian like in a truck you were this like seriously you were this like awesome hessian messiah in this tropical land that i had just like been relocated to where i was like oh okay i feel like i can maybe make a friend here look at him he's scowling he's so awesome (laughs) in his metallica shirt you know like it was so rad and and you had like your there was a you used to have like a denim jacket right that you had like Still have that denim jacket. I'll send you a picture. Okay, with the cutoff <laughs> sleeves and everything. Oh, that one? No, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Lot. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I forgot about it, that. But anyway, and and I'm sure I remember. I mean, send me a picture. Send me a picture of the one mm-hmm. that you still have because I'm sure I remember that one too. But it was just, it was just so awesome because, and 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 it's funny how you know. I don't know that I've ever even communicated that to you before Mm -hmm. now is to know like how much that meant to me was to, you know, at the end of that weird day Mm -hmm. of being this new kid and, you know, just not knowing, you know, where I was going to fit in or if I was going to fit in at all with anybody. It was great. Go ahead. Seeing you. Oh no, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, is just seeing you. And it was like, I will just, I will never forget that. I will never forget the feeling of, Okay, and 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 truthfully, it took a lot of nerve to compliment you on your shirt. <laughs> and then, but but I was totally well, I impressed by the way that you responded. Where I was like, oh, oh no, did it make me sound like I overthought it on the bus the whole way oh home? God. Where I was like, did I sound like an asshole? Was I did he did he think I was like just making fun of him or no, whatever? He's but just a whatever. dick who's insecure. That's all. That's it was. okay. But so was I. So we were just two insecure digs coming together in this vast universe like how beautiful is that it's pretty beautiful and we and then eventually had our table of doom where we sat and yes! scraped paint off that table like every chance like i don't even remember when we were sitting there that's the other thing too is time flies time passes and you don't have a clear picture of when some of those things were happening or why exactly. they were happening i guess maybe mm-hmm. waiting for buses we all sat at that table and yep. drew mm-hmm. on that table and had yes. our little walkmans with us 
and exchanged tapes oh, and things. Exactly. And I'm sorry, I totally like I totally went off topic, but that's what I was gonna say was that, you know, being age nine, I for my birthday I received a Walkman oh. and my first three tapes. <laughs> and the three this tapes were yeah, first no, and tapes. so that was my yeah, so my so I gave my parents props. I grew up in a magical or sorry, musical household. And but for me being nine years old on my ninth birthday, I got a Walkman and three tapes from my other really good friend from fourth grade, Mm -hmm. Nicholas. And it was a pink Walkman and it was, I'm not kidding, the Top Gun soundtrack, (laughs) Huey Lewis and the News, and I think Eponymous Heart, the Eponymous Heart album. And But what it, I mean, you know, it was 1986 maybe. Mm -hmm. I'd have to do the math. But anyway, you know, at that time, just being able to like, I, I have a Walkman. I have the ability to yes. drown out anything that's going on around me and listen to my listen to my jams. I'm get, I, I can put this on right now and 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 escape into my music. Even and I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got mad respect for Hart and Huey mm-hmm. Lewis and the News and whatever. You know, the Top Gun soundtrack is, is hilarious. If you ever get a chance to listen to it, it's a <laughs> classic. Okay, it is. There's some good shit on that. But anyway. I will never forget the lyrics to any of those songs because mm-hmm. I lived and breathed and fell asleep to them every night. And it was the first time that I felt like I had something that I, you know, could escape into and, and could control. And that was my music. And, and then shortly thereafter, my first album that I saved up a yes. money for was my first, very first uh, was the, was George Michael. Okay. I was in fifth grade. Face. Yes, George Michael Faith. Was it? It was George Michael Faith. Okay. And I was like, oh, you know, he's so cute. I'm in fifth grade. I don't know that he doesn't like me, but that's fine. You know, it's, I'm totally cool with that. And I liked it. And then, okay, but then the actual earthquake occurred Mm -hmm. (laughs) when Appetite for Destruction came out when I was in sixth grade. And that was the end all be all of everything. Okay. And so here I was in sixth grade with some pretty, my parents were cool, but they were pretty strict. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had three daughters cool, and they were pretty, sure. yeah, keep it they were pretty strict with me, especially because I was the oldest and the oldest always gets, you know, you're always the one that they're the hardest <laughs> on. By the time they got to my, like, I wasn't allowed to eat sugar. By the time they got to my littlest sister, they were just like, ah, oh, fuck, I just, just eat those Pez. Remember, like, or, you know, yeah. those powdery, whatever, the licks, lick sticks or whatever they yeah, were called. Yes. Yeah. What were they? <laughs> I mean, she yes, was, like, wearing, ones. like, powdered sugar around her neck. And my mom was like, ah, oh, whatever. But anyway, um, so, but I here I was in sixth grade. And when Appetite for Destruction dropped... That was, I mean, I was like, whoa, here we go. This yeah. is, this is what's up. And a friend of mine, Leah, bought me the, um, you know, the, the poster with the skulls and the cross. And I had that over my bed. And every time I would get in trouble for something and get grounded, <laughs> that was what my parents took away. Was my stereo and my yeah. appetite for destruction poster. <laughs> Because it was my most coveted. Yes, those were my most coveted things in the world. And then, of course, you know, Axel ended up kind of being a douche down the road. It sucks, but whatever. (laughs) When he would, you know, kind of be a prima donna about holding up shows and all that stuff. So it's funny how you. Absolutely. When I first saw Welcome to the Jungle, because we got MTV, it finally became like it was part of normal cable. And and I, I saw that video and. 
just stopped me dead in my tracks. And that uh-huh. album, has, I think that album is still one of the top albums of all time. So, so, so good. Right? Okay, good. I'm glad. No, so I'm not ashamed. No, I'm you shouldn't ashamed be ashamed. No, that okay. album is damn near perfect from beginning to end. Yes. And at the time was just, it blew the doors off everybody, off everything exactly. that was going on. Just, it was mm-hmm. something to behold. It really mm-hmm. was. Funny story about that one, just real quick. Yes, tell but, me. So that Christmas that it came out, I wanted that album so badly. And I talked about it and talked about it and talked about the Poison album too, which they were kind of like, there was a little bit of an LA feud between the two. And my yeah. mom, <laughs> so I'm or Santa Claus, uh, yeah. didn't yes. get, didn't get me you open up and not say, just Santa. <laughs> so didn't get me open up and say ah because it looked like the devil on the cover. Oh, do you remember the cover? Yes, I yes. do. And uh, I ended up buying. Your mom didn't want to corrupt you. Yeah, she didn't want me to have that devil album, so instead mm-hmm. I did get Appetite for Destruction. But that's the first place I heard the word fuck. So I was like, well, mom, you, you misstepped there, but whatever. Yes. It's cool. <laughs> and if she had ever opened up the, the liner notes right? and saw like the, the robot thing, you know, yeah. the, yeah. But so, un- so unwillingly, unknowingly, unknowingly, my mother introduced me to some pretty heavy stuff. <laughs> right on mom. Right on Love mom. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just so funny because my parents were like, oh, I just, this, with the skulls and the cross, I just yeah. don't know. And here they are. They have my dad, you know, bought um, the decline of Western civilization on vinyl, oh, like when yeah. it first came out, because it, he's just the kind of person to, you know, he'll he'll have something that's historic, um, whether or not he's gonna, you know, rock to it all the time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, but I, I think about that now, and it's so funny because, like, I I just was a really strong willed kid back then with regard to what it is that I wanted. I definitely did not have the freedom to wear, you know, the clothes that I wanted to wear and mm-hmm. do the things to my hair that I wanted to do or mm-hmm. doing, you know, any of those other things. But I was, you know, it, it didn't matter. Like I, that was just the world that I lived in. And, um, <clears throat> and then of course, you know, by the next year, I was introduced, you know, like I said, to people who were listening to some pretty awesome, you know, just punk rock stuff. And like you said, it was, it was music really just spoke to me. The artists that we had back and, and here's the other thing, like, I, I'm going to totally out myself as being completely out of touch and (laughs) super lame right now, because here we go. Lay it on us. Okay, because you know, back back in our back in our day, um, there the the experience and and don't get me wrong, I'm old enough to understand the logistics of all of this. I understand why super produced stuff was inaccessible to a lot of people. I understand why it's better that things are more accessible now with digital music and and not having to pay a billion dollars to you know produce a video to be on MTV to get exposure. Blah blah blah. I get all that. I totally do. I'm not discounting that in any way. Next, I can't wait to hear what you're saying. <laughs> But as a kid growing up in that era where it was all about like the weight, when you heard that your one of your favorite bands was going to come out with an album and you had to wait six months to a year or however long it was going to be for it to come out. And then you had to save up your, I didn't get an allowance, but Mm -hmm. I, I babysat and I mowed the lawn and I did whatever, whatever odd jobs here and there to save up my dollars, to get enough money Mm -hmm. so that when that day came, 
game. I could ride my bike to the <laughs> record store and get it and ride all the way home. And, and I couldn't even wait to hear it when I got home, you know, and just the smell. It's so funny. It's the smell, the smell of opening the tape or opening the CD, that cellophane, that, yeah. the, or excuse me, cellophane, and then smelling like the, the insert with the liner notes. And, and you really like, you, you studied it. Like you pulled it out and you looked at all that you read all the lyrics and you looked for any little note that maybe your, your hero would have, you know, jotted in whatever and laughed at the joke and, mm -hmm. or tried to get the joke if you didn't get it or, you know what I mean? Like whatever it may be, just the smell of that and like the experience of listening to it and <clears throat> having that music just grab you and, and take you to places and, and expand your mind to think about things that were so much bigger than you and, and, and think, you know, and, and just like anybody does with music, you know, you read into it, what maybe, you know, you apply things to mm -hmm. your own life and it speaks to you. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but it was just such a, a magical time. And I feel like, um, because, you know, just in my timeline in my life, um, you know, but by the, then I, then I had kids when I was younger and somehow in the time that I was, you know, being a mom to them and, and taking care of them and not sleeping and whatever, all of a sudden here, we started being a, a more digital age. And I'm definitely, I'm not somebody who's a, a like a technophobe, like a technology sure. phobe. I, I'm, I'm, no, you embrace it pretty, pretty, frequently. yeah, totally. And I, I, I totally embrace it and I totally, you know, I'm a quick learner and everything. It's not that I'm just like, Oh, I'm a boomer and I don't get it. Not, no offense to boomers, but you know, like, but sometimes I feel like one, sometimes I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm out of touch because once that tangible, you know, that, that, that kind of tangible musical experience, once that was over, I admit, I, I found myself kind of lost a few years later where I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to even look. I, I was proud and happy that more people were able to produce mm -hmm. music than were before. Um, but I, I still, to this day, feel stunted in that regard because of the time that I that I grew up and it was such an experience oh, no, that was that different. No, not at all. In fact, this is why we're still friends. Okay. 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 <laughs> no, like you're talking about like the time before the internet and you're talking waiting for that new album, let alone waiting for the album. You had to wait month to month to get news because you'd have to wait for the new issue of like Rip Magazine yes, or Metal Edge. Thank Edu you. Yeah, exactly. You, there was no other news incoming, no, nothing uh -huh. inbound. You had to wait to hear the next no. month to mm -hmm. read the next story. You know, the, those things, that tangible thing you're talking about. Yeah. I've, I've tried to bring this up on a new, on numerous other episodes and talk to these other guys and, and they, they grasp, they, they get it. They hold on to it a little bit. They, they're picking up what I'm putting down, but not like, not like that. Like when you opened up that tape, when they were fancy, when they were clear, when they started coming up with the clear tapes yes. and it had that smell and you yes. popped it in and you couldn't really like skip track to track or anything. So you had to really digest the whole thing. You did. It was exactly. just a big, big thing. And, and I, I don't want to go out on a limb. I don't want to, again, sound too boomery, even though we're Xers. Yeah, totally Gen X. Come on, that's way cooler than being a boomer, and way cooler. For than sure, either. we had the coolest name. We have the way. coolest name. Way, like <laughs> I, I am not so sure. And for any of the ruminators out there, please write in, correct me. I am not so sure that fans are the same now as they were then because of those things. And I'm not saying we're better. 
I'm just yeah. saying, like, if you don't have to hunt down your music, like, I had to track down B-sides. Exactly. You know, now you can just look it up, and it gets streamed right to you. And and, and to your audience, and exactly, and to your audience, you know, we're, we're I, this is not a superiority, you know, complex, no, no. I promise. <laughs> it was just a different, it was a yeah. different time. It was a different experience. <clears throat> and if if your audience can just fathom that, you know, they're, they're not too, this was not too long ago, man. Like, no. I'm not 100 years old, <laughs> like I promise, you know. And so, Neither am I. Mean, I. <laughs> Honestly, like this was not that long ago where, um, you know, it was a completely different world and we didn't have all of this amazing shit at our fingertips. Like I can't even remember honestly how it you know like with certain things like just being able to like i'm having the most random thought in the world i'm gonna google it <laughs> you know like that's that's the world we live in now yeah. which is awesome and i totally benefit from it and sure. it's amazingly cool but yes the the um the anticipation okay can i just i just have to segue into like the metallica black album anticipation yes. okay so i'm just gonna say <laughs> Because I just, I just, it's so funny because like, I could not wait. I mean, I think all, I mean, anybody my age yeah. and, and you and I, okay, that's the other thing is that you and I, we're actually young. Like we're, we're younger than a lot of like the Hessian punks, goth kids we that we're, were. We're not quite like elder goth. No, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like the people five to 10 years older than us were the ones who were really legitimately like in the scene. We were just writing that awesome sub subculture wave like yeah. at the end of it you know what i mean yeah. like and and you know trying to like wish we could be there but we were like, yeah we were posturing like yeah. we were super cool and we were super cool for who <laughs> we were but at the but at the same time we were just totally you know we were on the young way young sure. end of that spectrum yeah so but anyway you know when so of course, you know, growing up with the, you know, old school Metallica albums <laughs> and waiting for that new black album to does it have an is it just eponymous Metallica? Honestly, to this day, I don't even know. Is it just the black album? It's not the black album, right? No, I think it's, it just is good. It's in in time, time and passage of time has named it the black album, but it is just Metallica. It is think, okay. Yeah. So it is just eponymous Metallica. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so, but at the time, I remember it being, oh, the Black Album is so cool. I can't wait. I cannot wait for this to come <laughs> out. It's going to be so epic, you know? And I'll never forget, like, riding my bike down down to i think it was tropical disc in rainbow mall if that jogs any memory for you <laughs> i remember but anyway Kameha, was it a kamehameha mall was there there was also Maui there mall. was kukui mall kukui. kukui mall so i'm talking about kihei that's so key. kamehameha oh. yeah so not in you didn't and and back in see that's the thing back in your day you probably did have to go all the way to Kahului to get any music, but there was there one was. little shop right there. It was actually kind of near your house. It was down near a um, food land across from. Yes, like in a, Kukui Mall. Is that right what it there. Was? Kukui it Mall. was Kukui JR's Mall. Or something? Mm -hmm. JR's, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So there was JR's in Kukui Mall. And then after you moved away, there became, um, or sorry, I, I said Tropical Disc. I think it was, um, no, it was. It was Tropical Disc in Rainbow Mall, which mm -hmm. was down further, like, um, down across the street from Cam 2. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, so I, I rode my bike down there <laughs> to get that Black album, and I was so stoked, and I could not wait to get home and listen to it. 
And I listened to it when I got home and I was like, okay, (laughs) this is different. This is different. I'm going to give it a chance, you know, like, okay, all right, you know, whatever. But it was clearly, obviously, you know, more produced and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to appeal to uh, a bunch of dudes with goatees and shitty Yeah, I don't know what. Um, but it anyway, I'm sorry. You can edit that out. You can edit that. You can edit that out. I try not to say douchebag too many times. But anyway, so because I mean, to be real, that's like that's all I ever heard blasting that. But anyway, I was so disappointed in it. Without trying to be, I was like, because hmm. I think I was maybe 14, 15. I'd have to check the dates yeah. on when it came out. But I was like, oh, wow, that's not what I expected. But then just like maybe five or six months later, the new Faith No More dropped Angel Dust. (laughs) And I did the same thing writing down there. And I was like, please, please, please be good. Please be good. And then that was like, oh, okay, thank you. Because now I actually have something to listen to. And and what was it, Mitchell, about back then? Were you like, it's like you were infused with the music. It wasn't just you were listening to it. You were like laying there and like literally, like you said, mm-hmm. just like you were forced to be infused with the music. And it's so, it's so interesting because trying to listen to new music is no feat. Like if it's not something you recognize and you can like, you're like, yeah, this slaps. I can be, you know, I can mm-hmm. totally bop to this. Like, if you, I mean, that's what's so amazing about it is that that good music, and especially to people who play an instrument, I mean, not uh, sounds like so arrogant or something, but no. it's not that. It's just that you have an ear for music, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you just you have an ear for it, and and you can appreciate it. Um, and and yeah, just listening to to a new music when you're by this if by the second time that you're listening to an entire album, you already know some words. <laughs> and some you know like like the change-ups like mm-hmm. you you know you, you know that's it like it's it's a done deal you know i, I mentioned and i i pinpoint that album that angel dust almost every time that the topic comes up about influential albums most like impactful albums and probably one of my favorite of all times it's totally the, the whole thing is just so good and I, I think I said that earlier about some some other album about being good to, from beginning to oh appetite. Like sometimes yes. there are these albums that just strike this chord, and for some reason yes. they have like a direct line to the muse, and yes. the, they, they it filters down. And and I I try my best, and just bear with me to steer away from this thought. My biggest fear with music is that when we're young like that, it's kind of like we're more it's because you're you're more i don't want to say that you're more malleable or more open to those things but boy like when you said it infuses with you Mm -hmm. that time in your life in those early years it really does and i don't i hope that doesn't change but it's it's getting harder and harder for me to find music that filters down into my cells you and so i feel like what it is it's it's not that there isn't you know good 
good music out there. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I'm ignorant to perhaps, you know, music because I, I, I feel like it's maybe a little less accessible to somebody mm-hmm. like me who doesn't even know where to begin half sure. the time these days. <laughs> like, cause it's, you know, that it's, it's, there's so much out there and, and I have artists that I support and, and, but I usually hear about it because it's somebody that I know or somebody, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I, it's a very strange thing. I, I feel like it's, it's like you, I walk this kind of line where I'm like, was there, I feel like there were times in music that were just so, uh, influential and mm-hmm. so uh, I, just, I, I don't know what it was I, I I don't know what it is but you know just there was um I agree that being young and maybe you know where you're you're maybe more influenced by things like that mm-hmm. um but at the same time I feel like it really to to people who know what's up <laughs> if something speaks to you that hard yeah. It's because it was like it hit a it struck a chord and you were all about it. Like mm-hmm. you could you you could actually absorb it and 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 feel it for what it was. And and again, I know that there are some amazing artists out there. I would never take away from anybody saying that, oh, there's just not you know, people just don't make the music that there is today. I mean, I truthfully, I can I say that about movies these days because I'm, you know, I'm a child of like the eighties and like the, you know what I mean? Like I, or, you know, came up in the eighties yeah, and, we and, had some and great stuff there. They've got a lot to live up to I'm nowadays. Sorry. On, they really they do. do. They I mean, do. get it together. Like if they could do that shit in the thing with your, like, what are you, what are you doing with all these? Like, you know, I, the special effects and stuff. I'm sorry. Don't I, I not to be lame, but I just feel like, they're churning shit out without even, you know, I I, I don't know what. Yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> with almost anything, when you have too much, um, yeah, you, you don't have to try harder. Which co- goes back to like some of those earlier punk bands, and you're talking about people who are overproduced. Like once you have a certain amount of uh, access, you don't have to stretch your little the little bit of of right uh, whatever you've got. You know, you don't exactly. have to stretch your. But it just becomes commercialized because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, people are people are into it. Let's just like fire them out, blah blah blah. You know, like it's <laughs> there's not a whole lot of thought that goes into it, maybe because people are going to pay to see it no matter what, so they just do it, you know. And and going kind of going back to what I said about you know how how weird it was that back then the lines were so drawn between perhaps you know. Um, groups of people and things like that, that it made it difficult. It made it, it was not, it wasn't a pleasant thing half the time because you're, you're trying to be like, I'm no, I promise I'm cool. I'm not a poser. You know, like there's that pressure, but, but also at the same time, you know, now um, things are kind of, so they're, they're, it, it, that's the thing about progress. It's a, it's a great thing because the, so much is accessible to so many who maybe didn't have access to things before, but then things tend to get diluted along the way. And it's tough to like, you know, they're the gems that, that come out of it are, are a little fewer and far between just because things are so mass produced anymore. Does that make sense? So it, it's just, it's, it's interesting because we come from a time where, I feel like, and again, I might just sound like an ancient 
fucking relic from years past that is just like my day back in my day everything was the best and i know that that's not the truth i know there was a lot of cool shit way before my time and i know there's been cool shit since so i'm definitely not trying to sound you know lame like that but i i'm just saying that like you know i don't know back See, then it, it was a different thing era. it was yeah it's a it was different thing different. it was just a different thing it was just different it was a different feeling Everything that you procured was like, you know, it, it was you, it was special in a time when things were, again, like I say, you had to wait for like months mm -hmm. and years sometimes for shit to come out. So for something to be good after all that time was, was really impressive and amazing. And, um, you know, I don't know. These days, I, I like again. I just feel kind of like, wow. There's so much shit. I'm super overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. There's Tell me what's much. good, and I'll listen to it. You know? <laughs> just put it on. Well, I have yeah. to go down to the record store like every week and like filter through everything. I'm looking for just like totally. one one last track to complete all these Cure B sides, and I'd have everything. And I have to go back and go back and look for imports and try and find CD singles. Exactly. And, and again, I'm not like you said. I'm not trying to say it was better. But it's just sometimes some there's just a different tangible experience there. It was a tangible experience. Yes, you thank know? you. That's that's what I really feel that is missing is is the feeling, the hunt, the and not having not having all of these amazing resources at your fingertips mm -hmm. to even look for things like you had to know somebody who knew somebody that maybe heard something that was going to be <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like they bootlegged something that was going to be traded somewhere and you had to get your hands on it or you heard some, like you said, some, you know, and, and it's funny because even, even my heroes, like even the people, even the artists that I am like, just like you are, I, you know, I completely, adore and respect you even even they you know sometimes um how do I say it? not overstay their welcome but just maybe not like there's maybe a certain run of albums that really speak to me and after that it's like oh good I'm glad they're still doing their thing but it's not exactly the same for me anymore you know and and it's not doesn't make you disloyal you know like they they really meant something to me in my formative years and I will always respect them and I, I honestly feel like my brain is like you know I I could probably do so much and be so much more if I didn't have all of these song lyrics like logged <laughs> into every port song like I and dates yes, and like, and <laughs> totally like I could I will I could literally have a song come on that I haven't heard in 15 years and know every single word and people around me are like what do you how do you even do that? I, I don't know, but it just means that that's why I'm not a neurosurgeon, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> all of this portion of my brain is just being taken up with rad song lyrics. Totally so deal with just it. sectioned off. Sorry. My yes. brain is like compartmentalized for song lyrics. For sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Man, I'm going to send you a, a screenshot because I love this. It's really hilarious to me, but also very endearing like just about everything on my notes that are stuff i wanted to hit like you just naturally went there 
like uh, e- even down awesome. to the de- even to the details of denim jackets and things like that. It was like, oh my god, like we hit everything that I wanted to cover <laughs> nice. in, in the first show. The only thing that we didn't was, of course, collecting posters, which I wanted to ask you because you, oh, you know, with your daughters, did they do the poster thing like we did? Like <laughs> we would just cover walls with posters. I don't know if your yeah. parents allowed it or not, but like we. Oh no, they did. My parents would allow things. it. Yeah, yeah, but until I got in trouble, like I said, those yeah. were because they were the most. Oh, that's right. The, near and dear things to my yes, heart yes, but i right. would use you know all of the um it was hit parade rib oh, whatever God, parade. yeah i mean like um i'm sure there's others that i can't even remember <clears throat> right now but i metal would edge, um, that was where it was at, yes metal, metal edge <laughs> okay yep yep you got that and because i'm a chick and i like aesthetic stuff um national do i actually asked for a subscription to national geographic for my 13th birthday so i got that and i would total nerd right so i had all this rad metal shit and then like some like you know scenery from you know national geographic up on my wall but because it was what i loved um that's what i would get punished with is okay you gotta take all those down and i of course i use the um poster putty or whatever and i I would try stuff Yes. And so I would have to cover each piece of the putty with like a piece of paper so that it wouldn't stick to my posters when I would take them down and like have to hand them over until I was off of restriction for two weeks or whatever it was. But anyway, um, so no, no. Okay. If I was a nerd, my and, and that's, that's what it's funny because like their dad and I joke, um, that, you know, that's what you get when you're, <laughs> when you you're are rocker. like, yeah, when you're a super cool rocker and your kids are like listening to, I mean, I don't even know what that's, that's the thing I, they, um, I, I always kind of attributed it to like, well, maybe I, um, you know, again, I, I wasn't, I mean, not, not to say anything about anybody who had to, to turn to drugs or alcohol or anything like that at a young age, because I might totally, you know, my heart goes out to you and I totally understand, but literally music and books were my drugs and alcohol that was what I used to escape into for sure so um my kids I just feel like I don't know what it was but I apparently they were raised in such a you know a stable environment and they were so well adjusted that they didn't even they didn't need to really like anything but they the older they've gotten now I mean like when they were younger they just they could they weren't really into it you know but Mm -hmm. now they've come with us to you know I've taken my kids to Slayer show they've come with us to see you know um Rancid and um all kinds of stuff they'll they'll go to any show that we take them to and and they're into it but they just they it's just a different thing and and like I say you know I wasn't even that old I was oh yeah Mm -hmm. totally they're totally different kids from Mm -hmm. one of their personalities are different but I mean I had my, my oldest when I was 21. So, I mean, we're only talking a 21 year difference from the time that I was somebody who was like super obsessed with music and Mm -hmm. like, it was all about music. It was all about waiting a hundred, you know, hours for your favorite video to come on MTV and they finally played it and you were like, Yes, they finally played it. Or like calling your radio station. Bring it up on the phone. Right. And calling your radio station and requesting your song like a hundred thousand times. And then they would finally play it. And you were like, yes, like it was such a, it was such a, like, just an amazing time back then. Cause you, you really, I, I, I really feel like, you know, maybe that's what built the appreciation. Yeah. But again, 
not just that, I really do feel like that there were some really fucking amazing music that was put out back then. Yeah. Really. I mean, and, and, and again, not to take away from anything that comes out these days, because I'm sure it's there. And I really hope it's speaking to people of this current generation, the way that it spoke to me, because I, I honest to God would not be here today if it wasn't for music. I think that sentiment is echoed not only just by me, but by so many others. Like I'm, I get that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, not to be too heavy, man, but it's true. It's true. It's 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 true. It's seen, seen so many of us through so many tough spots and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and extend it right here. I would love to invite you on to one of our episodes. We've been covering this book called, um, (laughs) and the book's title is I hate myself and want to die. And it's 52, okay. it's 52 of the saddest songs ever, but it's really kind of taken with like a kind of like tongue in cheek, kind of funny kind of turn, but we've been going chapter by chapter and reviewing like sad songs. Okay. And I love it. I would you better love invite you. me now. Oh yes. I would love to have you on. I'll, <laughs> I'll send you the different chapters and you can pick the chapter. Perfect. You can pick the okay. chapter you want to guest on. I'm so on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I also want to come back and talk about live shows too, because your your kids, for example, you said they go to shows with you and stuff, and they're coming of age and right at a time with all this crazy stuff going on where live music is it's, oh, it's in it's a bad so spot sad. right now. It's yeah. really sad. And I think about it, I'm like, wow, what wow, what would I do? What will I do if, if this Honestly, is there were several small venues in our town that went out of business? I know. And it's terrible. And I feel so bad because I know so many small venues like that will just never be able to come back. I mean, I mean, eventually, but, but maybe not the same people, not the same owners, you know, not the same people behind Mm -hmm. it. And, um, I feel terrible because I already know that like, you know, small venues were already struggling beforehand. Um, so it's really, it's really a shame. And, and uh, truthfully, you know, where I'm at in life, um, it's, that's the one thing that I, that I miss the most is being able to go to, you know, for shows. And, and again, I have to, you know, reiterate that I am, a you know, a, a trained healthcare professional. So I understand the, the risks and, and all of those things. And I, I would never want anybody, you know, risking their themselves, but, um, and we will get through this. It's, you know, it's happened before it'll happen again. We'll get through this, but, um, but yeah, the, the live music is one thing that is just, uh, might as well be a dagger in my heart. That's, <laughs> I, I could deal with that. I could deal with without any like other contact with human beings, but I do really miss live shows. Okay. That's where I'm at. That was where I went. Like the first time this all started like popping up and I was hearing things that were going to happen. My mind just immediately was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. What about the shows? <laughs> what about totally. the shows? Exactly. You know, even this weekend we were supposed to be, actually we would have been in, would have been in California this past week. If all this hadn't happened. And, I remember. Um, but anyway, um, you know, you started off uh, the episode and, and gave us some really great positive vibes. And even right there, uh, recognizing that that's that we're going to come through this. We've been through it before. We'll go through it again. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I think of course. A lot of the ruminators out there. Thank you. Because it's it's a lot of uh, a lot of negativity out there. And to hear like a bright spot and someone so passionate and excited about all these different things really helps. So thanks. Aww. I really appreciate you even hosting me. I am um, I am beyond honored, honestly, and I really hope that I just didn't make a complete fool of myself. That's all. It was nothing <laughs> but awesome, and <laughs> it would be great. I wish that uh, we could 
<clears throat> send this back in time to our younger selves and and it just it would have been really just blown our minds and right um, so, yeah <laughs> wouldn't that be cool mm -hmm. but you know what it's the one that's the thing about life you got to go through all of the shit to learn you know i mean that's the thing i mean i feel like we 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 would have thought wow that's pretty cool we're like a million years old but at the same time <laughs> you got to earn your stripes you have to learn you know yeah. and we live and learn and and i I'm just so grateful that you and I both have been lucky enough to, you know, make it to this point. I, there's several people that we know that haven't made it to this point. And, and I'm just, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity to, to talk to you and to be part of this experience with you. And <laughs> thank you. Thanks so yeah. much for doing it. I really, really appreciate it. I'm sure. Everyone Hope you will... have me back. Oh, we will definitely have you back. If you will, if you will come back. Definitely. Are you that. kidding me? Oh give me something to give <laughs> me something to talk about. I hope you had fun. I hope you had fun. <laughs> I had a blast. Good, good. It was wonderful. Well, for those of you out there, once again, we want to thank our wonderful and very very fun host. Uh, or uh, thank God for editing, right? Too too many yeah. whiskeys. Too many whiskeys. Uh, thanks so much. <laughs> thank you so much to our very delightful guest, uh, Nikki Byrne, uh, coming at us from California. Thanks again, Nikki. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and all you out there, stay safe, wear your mask, and let a smile be your umbrella.